Hello, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded for our online service. We're not meeting at our church buildings at the moment, so tune in live this Sunday for our next online service by going to weareone.church or finding us on Facebook. Hey church, it is great to see you this morning. Uh, My name is Lisa Daniels and I am the pastor of One Church Podsmead along with my husband and today it is my privilege to share a thought, God's word, with you this morning Uh, and if you're at Gloucester, the 5.30 service too. How cool is this? It's so good to be with you in your bedrooms and your living rooms and I really hope there is no bathrooms included in that. Hey, let's get straight in to God's word. Uh, Have you ever been lost? Like, really lost? Like, the kind of lost that starts to churn your stomach? I, I, I know we've all been lost. We've all experienced that before and I remember as a kid uh, going to this place called the Rabbit Warren. It was at an adventure play area thing and it was the Rabbit Warren. It looked amazing. There were kids running in and running out. There was laughter everywhere and it was kind of like a vertical maze, okay? And so me and I took my little sisters with me, went into this and we were so excited and we started running around and it was all really exciting and you know, you're going this way and that way and you're trying to find your way through through this maze and uh, all of a sudden I realize we've been this way a couple of times before now and I don't know what to do I'm talking we were lost we were really really lost I was starting to panic I was like it's okay girls everything's gonna be fine I'm just gonna laugh and smile like oh yeah this is a great game isn't it but on the inside I was thinking I do not know how to get out of this And I don't know about you, but right now the whole world feels a little bit lost. Like we're like, I do not know how to get out of this. And we're going to have some time where we're going to read a story from Acts 27 and 28. In fact, you can read it yourselves at home and I'm just going to tell you the story. But it's a story of shipwreck and snake bites and today the title of my message is this how to survive shipwrecks and snake bites the story is in acts 27 and 28 and it's a story about a guy called paul you can read his backstory but basically he is a guy who is spreading the good news of jesus everywhere but it's got him into trouble and now they're taking him before caesar in rome And so he has to go on a journey during this time and he has to go by boat. Now he's gone from place to place by boat loads of times before, but in this moment he is about to become shipwrecked. It is not the right time of year to be getting on a boat and going anywhere. In fact, he warns the sailors, he warns the people, but they don't listen to him, they carry on anyway. I'm sure Boris Johnson feels the same right now. And anyway, they were on this boat Off they set, and to begin with, there was a lovely southerly wind, it was beautiful, but it soon became a northeaster, which started to toss the boat 
back and forth. The storm was incredible. It became a hurricane and they were in this awful moment where for days they were being battered and battered by a storm. In fact, at one point they're having to strap the boat back together with ropes so it doesn't break. It's absolutely wild. And Paul pipes up and he realizes that everybody is panicking, but God has promised Paul that he was going to get to his destination and all the people will be saved. So he's like, hey guys, stop. And he broke bread and he made sure that they ate together. They had some food together, but then they had to get rid of the cargo. They started to toss all the things of weight and all the cargo off so that they would slow them down and that they would be able to ground their boat hopefully against the shore and and so they're in this moment where it's flying around everywhere in this shipwreck and it's wild and then sure enough they hit the ground and they are shipwrecked some dive over and start to swim to sea some can't swim so they're holding on to barrels and they're holding on to wood hoping that they will float to the shore and they do land on the shore and Paul was right all the men were saved and they're on the island of Malta and this is the shoreline of Malta and uh, the people in the community see the shipwreck and they come out to meet them and they they give them some food and set them up a fire and Paul has now been shipwrecked and he sat by the fire just getting warm just getting full when all of a sudden a snake slithers out from under the fire it's driven out by the heat of the fire and bites him on the hand he shakes off the snake and the people watch and think won't be long until he's swollen up and drops dead great news but days go past and he's still there and he's still well and soon enough word spreads around the whole place and they start to bring the sick people to him because they're like this man must be a god Paul corrects them and says, I'm not a God, but I know a God who will heal you and begins to heal the people and spread the good news there too. I don't know about you, whether it's rabbit warrens or shipwrecks, but I feel a little bit lost at the moment. The craziness of what's happening in the world right now kind of feels like this shipwreck moment that Paul and the people on board were experiencing. But you know, today we're going to learn some lessons about how to survive shipwrecks and snake bites. If you're taking notes with me today, why don't you write number one at the top of your page? And this is it. Feed first. In all the craziness that was happening, Paul instructed the people, hey, calm down let's feed first i've been scrolling through headlines on my phone and all the different things that come up on social media and as i've scrolled along i realized i'm starting to feel a little bit anxious anxiety is starting to rise within me my shoulders are starting to get a bit tense i'm starting to get that lump in my throat and i'm starting to work out how i can survive and i don't know about you but that's the way i've been at the moment and i'm not used to that because i'm quite a calm character i'm okay in a troubled situation but i've been feeling really anxious and i realized the problem was is that I've been feeding off these headlines and these things that I'm reading on my phone and other devices like and I'm, I'm feeding off that instead of the baseline of my life which is that God is God that I am stood on a rock that is higher than I, that I have a saviour who is mighty to save, that I have this portion and deliverer, I have an amazing God who is more than able to rescue me. 
And I've stopped feeding off those things and started feeding off the headlines that I was reading. Now, don't get me wrong, we must make sure that we know the facts of what's happening around us. But if that's all we're doing and not feeding ourselves with something that's going to sustain us for the shipwreck that's about to happen, then I'm going to have a problem. In fact, I was having a problem because I needed to fuel myself with truth. Again, we need to fuel ourselves with truth in this season and we need to fuel it by giving praise too. As we take on board these words that are in God's word about the fact that he is mighty to save us, that he is our God, he is our light and our salvation. Whom then shall I be afraid? As we start to focus on those things, we fill ourselves, but we declare them out so that our ears can hear and our hearts can understand that God is with us. If God is for us, then who can be against us? The second thing we can learn about surviving shipwrecks and snake bites is really simple. We must lose the comfort of cargo. We must fill ourselves on the inside. We must feed first, but we must lose what is going on around us. We must lose the comfort of cargo. I don't know about you, but this season feels like God is going to that drawer in our kitchen or that cupboard you don't want anybody to know about. You know the one I mean? The one where you're afraid that when somebody's looking for a teaspoon, they pull that drawer out instead of the cutlery drawer because in that drawer it is stuffed full of rubbish. It is crammed full of random things you don't need, but you've kept them anyway. In fact, if somebody was to open that drawer, there is no way they'd be able to close it again because it will just expand with all the stuff that you've been keeping. Everybody has that drawer. And I feel like God in this season is opening up these drawers and he's pouring it all out on the table and saying, hey, you know what? You don't need that. Hey, you don't need that full diary. You don't need that full stuff that's going on. You don't need to cover yourself in these um, comforts that you've been holding on to. Actually, all you really need is these little things, are these few things. Jesus said this, the enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life in all its fullness. You know, he also said this, he said, whoever loses their life finds life. You know, sometimes to live a full life is to live an empty life. To live empty of the things that we don't need in place of the things that we do get to have. And in this season, let it be a season where we empty ourselves of this cargo that we've been carrying around that has padded out our life but has left no room for the amazing things that God has for us. I think of the fact that we have to spend a lot of time with our kids right now and hey, all shout out to all the homeschoolers. In fact, shout out to all the teachers who do this for a job. It is wild what you do. But you know, as we spend this intense time with our families, with our kids, I wonder if we're going to discover things of their personality, God-given things. I thought we're going to just see layers of who they are and, and know instinctively how to help them just fly on those things. Or perhaps the quiet is going to get live, leave space for us to discover again who we are, who God's created us to be, how we're made. 
perhaps it's gonna it, us having to live with less is gonna help us to get back on top of those things that have run astray in our finances and all of those sorts of things perhaps when we let go of all the comfort of our cargo in our life we might find life true life a life that is lived full the third thing is this we are positioned in panic you know the amazing thing about being a follower of Jesus is this that we don't have to keep our eyes on the shipwreck we can actually put our eyes on the shoreline there is potential on the shoreline even though we're experiencing shipwreck even though we're not in the destination we wanted to be in Paul did not want to be in that destination he didn't want to be in Malta he wanted to be in Rome he thought his purpose was in Rome his purpose was in Rome but along the way God had purpose for him in Malta and you know we are in a moment where we are feeling shipwrecked I don't know how I got here and I don't know how to get out but God I trust that you have purpose for me here what amazing thing happened with Paul as he shipwrecked in the wrong place he's able to share the love of Jesus he's able to share the healing of Jesus and that whole island knew that there was this good news in Jesus how amazing is that and while everybody else is panicking, while the world is in panic, and rightly so, we don't have to rest in panic when we know that we can be positioned in spite of panic. God is positioning you, church. God is positioning us in an amazing, amazing moment in time. God is positioning us again to be with our families. God is positioning us again to, to share the love of Jesus with all those who are around us. God has positioned us in a place where we can experience rest. And just like uh, Pastor John Jarvis shared so beautifully last week, perhaps in this season, God is purposing us to experience new realms of creativity that we'd forgotten we had. Perhaps God is positioning us again to have space where we go, hey, I've just realized this about who you are, God. Or perhaps God is positioning you in this panic to discover who he really is. To discover this God who loves you, who is for you, who is more than enough. Because in panic, we can still be positioned. When everybody else is worrying, when the whole world is in chaos, church, we can be positioned in panic. And the fourth one is this, throw off snakes. Paul had to throw off a snake. I cannot believe that this guy had been shipwrecked. He'd been through a storm for the last couple of weeks that he, he was like, I knew that this was going to happen and nobody listened to me. And I'm in this storm and I'm still encouraging people to eat and all the rest of it. And he's shipwrecked on the shore and the people come out and they're just looking after them and they light a fire and he's just getting warm by the fire. When all of a sudden, what happens? Out of the fire comes a snake it bites him on the hand and he throws off the snake you know i wonder whether as we're going through this shipwreck season there's going to be moments where snakes going to come out driven out by the heat of the moment you know perhaps you've lost your job in this season and i'm so sorry if you have but 
you, you might have started off being full of faith, like, yes, you know, God is for me. He's got a plan. It's all going to be okay. God, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to give you a hope and a future. And you're quoting all those things, but then all of a sudden, anxiety starts to come out of the fire and bite you on the hand as you go to sleep at night. Or perhaps this great family environment that we're having to get used to as we're at home and, and, and suddenly the bickering starts. And the bickering's okay, that's kind of family, but it's when the bickering then leads to bitterness and, and it's all because really we've just lost the art of knowing how to communicate because our lives have been so full of cargo. Or perhaps it's that the boiler breaks, whatever it is. Or perhaps, perhaps, it's snakes that you thought had long died suddenly rear their heads again from the fire. But I want to encourage you today to shake off the snake, to throw off the snake. You do not have to live with a snake on your hand. Jesus' plan for our life is not to just survive, it is to thrive. He doesn't want us just to survive the shipwreck. He wants us to thrive in it. We're not just going to survive the shipwreck and walk around with a snake hanging off our hand. God is for us and we get to throw off the snakes that try and place their venom in our lives. Whatever it is, in Jesus' name, you can take authority over it and shake it off. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are God's handiwork created with good works. It's amazing that God has chosen you, but not only that, he's empowered you. And you have the right to say, hey, I'm not going to live with that. And shake off the snake. You know, I've really enjoyed being able to share these thoughts with you today and perhaps you've been listening to all the things throughout the, this service and perhaps last week and, and you're wondering like, what is this whole God thing? And it's really simple. If you want to follow Jesus, the Bible says this in Romans, that whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord will be saved. It's that simple. And you can start to follow Jesus, that you can start to have this faith experience where you know that even though you're shipwrecked and even though you've had a snake bite, you get to thrive. You get to live a full life because Jesus has promised you a full life. I'm going to pray and then hand back to the teens wherever you are. Father God, I thank you for the people that have tuned in today. I thank you, Jesus, that you have great plans for our lives. I thank you, Jesus, that though we may walk through a season of shipwreck where we had to deal with snake bites, God, you are for us and not against us. And if God is for us, who can stand against us? And right now I speak blessing over every person that is watching this. I speak blessing over our NHS. I speak blessing over the shop workers and the teachers and the different staff that are helping this country to carry on. God, I pray that you bless them, that you keep them, that you turn and shine your face upon them. God, that you would grace them for this season. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. See you soon, church.